0: Union leaders in this province in the marine industry are once again calling for more inspections when it comes to small tugboats, saying that more disasters are likely if this change isn't made. Jason Woods is the president of the International Longshore and Warehouse Union Local 400 Marine Section and joins us now to talk more about this. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks, Jill. Well, it's something that we've certainly seen uh, disasters. We uh, know that there have been fatalities. We've seen Transport Canada reports. Can you talk a little bit about what specifically you are calling for when it comes to more inspections and more safety when it comes to those tugboats?
1: Well, yeah, that's, that's really a good synopsis. What we really need to see is, you know, mandatory inspections for all commercial vessels in Canada. There shouldn't be an arbitrary line that says, you know, 15 tons and under don't warrant an inspection. Uh, Transport Canada likes to say that they use a risk-based analysis for regulations and legislation, but this is the riskiest part of the marine industry and bears the least amount of scrutiny.
0: So how does it work now, then, as far as these tugboats, the tugboats of this particular size, and certainly we see a lot of them on the West Coast. How is it regulated right now?
1: Well, they are covered by the same regulations and laws that govern any commercial vessel at sea in terms of, uh, you know, safe operation. But because of their size, um, they don't have to do mandatory inspections. So there's no safety management systems. There's no designated inspectors coming to check their vessels. Often you find vessels of this class with improper certificates for um, the operators they don't have the proper captain's license or safety uh, certificates. They also may not have proper um, protective equipment, like what we saw in the Ingenica. They had uh, um, their survival suits were out of date and not inspections, and was one of the root causes to the um, fatalities in the case of the Ingenica up in um, the north of B.C. Here up over a year and a half ago now, two years.
0: And can, can you talk a little bit more uh, about the Ingenica, and people will remember that one, uh, again, that sinking uh, in February of 2021. You mentioned the the survival suits, but were there other issues as well with that tugboat and, and with the fact that it sunk and there were fatalities?
1: Well, it just starts with the appropriateness of the vessel for the tow, Right. You have a very small vessel with very low freeboard, meaning not a lot of deck out of the water. You've got a very small vessel with not a lot of power, and you're going to send it into a gale. You're going to send it on purpose into a storm. Um, that's just bad management, as far as I'm concerned. You know, there's so many root causes for accidents, but you know, right away, we had a tremendous year for snow on the south coast here. What was the first thing that the meteorology department says is stay off the roads, right? Yeah. Same for you, same for me. Don't go if you don't need to. This is the exact same case. You've got Rio Tinto, which is one of the largest mining companies on, on, on the globe. And they're cutting corners to the point where they cannot find a cheaper operator to bring their goods to their, to their, to their site. So you know, there's a whole bunch of problems starting at the beginning. A, they shouldn't have left. The employer should have said, "Okay, we'll defer this tomorrow or till the weather's better," and then go from there. But the fact that they did go with an inappropriate vessel, for the weather, for the for the amount of weight that they were towing, um, but there's responsibility for Wainwright. There's responsibility for Rio Tinto. I would say, as the as the uh, the person putting out the tender. Um, Things can be do, done better. They don't have to always be done on the cheapest dime ever because when that happens, people cut corners to make a profit. And when cut corners are cut at sea, it's often terrible and tragic.
0: And what about the issue of training as well? Not saying that the, the crew was to blame, but is there enough focus on training and making sure people understand the dangers and understand what's required of the job?
1: No. I mean, you know, I've gone to the local trade school myself. I got my marine certificates at BCIT in North Vancouver. Um, all of it was schoolwork. There was very little practical education as part of my 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 schooling. Um, it was all just to get the certificates. Yes, there's some marine emergency duties where they put you in a boat and you play around a little bit. There's some firefighting courses that are practical and you have to do it. Same with first aid, but most of it's theory. All the training's done on the job. When you get that job, some employers will train you. Um, C-SPAN has a fairly large training program where you do six weeks of training before you're cut loose on your own, whereas, you know, a company like Wainwright, Charlie died on his first day at work with no training, with no experience. I don't know. You know, things can be done a lot better than that.
0: And Charlie, you're talking about Charlie was one of the crew members, one of the crew of the, the Ingenica
1: that's correct Charlie Craig. Yeah.
0: Where do you go from here then as as far as making this call louder? I know that you you've called on the the federal transport minister uh, to do better when it comes to these vessels. What do you do next?
1: We go to Ottawa. We go to Victoria. We keep we keep banging away at this until something gives because you know, I've worked on the water for over 20 years and I've never seen anything get safer. All I've seen is the risks get bigger. I've seen the shortcuts get shorter. And I've seen that there's really no barrier to entry in the marine industry here on the West Coast than other than you buying a tugboat and off you go. So it's uh, we need to see a, a standardization. We need to see proper training. We need to see um, real enforcement. We need to see that people will, you will see somebody and you will be boarded and they will check your vessel to make sure that people are certified and that your PPE and safety equipment is working and that you have the right amount of crew for the vessel and for the work that you're doing. But at this point, because so few people are ever inspected, there's no deterrent, right? When you drive on the highway, you slow down because you could see a police. You don't have that same problem at sea. In fact, it's the complete opposite. You can go your entire career without ever seeing anyone.
0: Well, we will uh, continue following along with this uh, to see if anything does change. But Jason, thank you so much for taking the time and for talking to us more about this today.
1: Yeah, thank you, Jill. And, you know, anything, if you'd ever like to to speak again, please feel free to contact me. Um, This is something that, you know, somebody who's worked on the water, whose family works on the water, is very personal to us. You know, no reason that anyone should go to work to lose their life.